un cruel. Un brilliant. Un bad. And a little bit mad. everybody i am kevin from the real movie guys and you are watching the real review a series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies on today's episode we're going to be taking a look at disney's cruella estella is a young and clever grifter who's determined to make a name for herself in the fashion world she soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief and together they build a life for themselves on the streets of london however when estelle befriends fashion legend baroness von hellman she embraces her wicked side to become the raucous and revenge-bent cruella fun fact you may not know about me the original 101 dalmatians was the first film i ever saw in theaters granted i was really young when i saw it but cruella Deville is a character that never left my psyche. Her character was just downright horrible, a crazed psychotic woman constantly yelling and insulting people. I mean, the woman wanted to skin puppies to make a coat. It doesn't get much more evil than that. To me, I don't need to know how Cruella became Cruella, and sometimes the unknown makes a character just that more enticing, especially for a villain character. But if you're going to do something like this, I'm not against it. I can't say I'm enslaved to any one singular take of a franchise or a piece of media. It's fun to see what people can come up with as far as their interpretation. That being said, Disney's take on the notorious villain has issues with the story, theming, tone, and originality, but I did have a much better time with Cruella than I ever thought possible. The real winner in this origin story has to go to Emma Stone, playing the infamous title character. While we have seen other live-action interpretations of this character before, Glenn Close donned the black and white back in 1996, Stone really just fleshes out this character with impeccable fun, charm, and cruelty. She's charismatic in all the right places, helping to strengthen some of the weaker elements of the script. You can just tell by watching her that she is having such a great time in this movie, not afraid to chew the scenery, giving Cruella just the right amount of sympathy and wickedness. While I think capturing the spirit of Cruella is important, Stone doesn't forget to add depth to Estella, Cruella before the transformation. Her likability and charm is just so important, and Stone knows that, making sure the emotional beats hit and that we are really rooting for her to become the destined Cruella. The rest of the cast is a bit more standout than normal as well. Emma Thompson delivers a downright evil performance as the Baroness, giving us a villain that Cruella has to overcome. Her quippy insults and fierce demeanor added much more intensity to her scenes than I would have anticipated. It feels so amazing when we see Cruella take what she learns from her adversary and turn it against her. Just the idea she is an unintentional role model for Cruella is clever in its own right. Cruella's lackeys are also given much more to do in this film as well. Jasper, played by Joel Fry, and Horace, played by Paul Walter Hauser, have a great chemistry with each other and Emma Stone. It came across as believable that these three would be close friends since childhood. Jasper gets more of the serious moments with Stone, helping us question the anti-hero's intentions, while Horace is played more for laughs, which is successful in getting a few surprise laughs out of me with his strange observations. I also want to give a slight round of applause to the canine cast of this film. It was reported that around 50% of the animal cast was CGI, and at times, it can be hard to separate between real and movie magic. There are some ugly scenes, no doubt. Anything involved in the Dalmatians are just plain bad. But overall, it's commendable they tried to marry the two instead of relying on just CGI. I am happy to say, Cruella pleasantly surprised me with its style, which is good since one of its main story angles is about fashion design. The clothing radiates a sense of fashion that I'll never be able to understand, feeling glamorous and artistic at the same time, the contrast of bright colors to the faint
same black and white Cruella colors makes everything stand out in the best way possible. Cruella is really at its best when it pushes the 70s rebellious fashion icon angle, leading to some more memorable action set pieces when we see the Cruella persona really starting to develop. One of my favorite scenes is actually featured in the trailer when Cruella reveals herself to the public. This is just one of many scenes that helps give Emma Stone the presence she needs to bring the character to life. One of the big changes you'll notice in this movie is that Cruella isn't really a villain at all, and while I know this will be seen as controversial, I think for the story they are telling, it works. The character they are going for is strong and fierce, 70s punk to the core, a rebel, not a villain. The movie even pokes fun at Cruella's love of Dalmatian and makes one of the most crucial elements from the animated film nothing more than a misinterpreted bluff. While this works overall, I do think there is a direction they should have leaned more into, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. And this leads into one of the film's first missteps its dedication to the animated film. Fun nods and jokes to the original source material are to be expected in a film like this, but Disney does treat these reminders as shackles that can just come across as pointless. I could honestly not even tell you if this film is supposed to take place in the same universe as the animated film story events, and this film doesn't know either. The likes of Anita, who they cleverly give the last name Darling in this film, and Roger are included but ultimately serve little to no purpose other than to make you say, oh look, they are from the animated movie I love. The Worst Offender is an event that happens in this film involving Cruella and the Dalmatians when she was a child. You would have to see it to believe it, and honestly, even if I told you, I don't think you would believe me. It's so over the top and ridiculous, I had to pause the movie until I stopped laughing. The movie includes a scene mid-credits that attempts to maybe connect the two universes together, but it left me with more unsettling questions than anything else. This movie is at its best when it isn't worried about connecting the dots, and at times it can be fun, it just never worked for me. Like the main character, Estella, the biggest problem with the movie is that it suffers from a severe case of identity crisis and unoriginality. A recent trend I've begun to notice from Disney as of late is that they like to pull plot lines or themes from other successful movies, shamelessly I might add, and stuff as many of them as they can within a single movie praying one works. The best way to summarize Cruella is that it's a combination of The Devil Wears Prada, Ocean's Eleven, and Joker, resulting in none of the identities particularly sticking. Want to see a young upcoming fashion designer with great skill be demeaned and pushed aside by a fashion icon she looks up to? This movie has it. Want to see a specialized group of quirky characters pull off the ultimate heist? You got it. Want to see a misunderstood woman constantly shunned from society until her true cruel self can be unleashed, you came to the right place. Just don't expect any of this to mesh or make sense narratively. This movie just doesn't want to be inspired from those films, it wants to directly lift plot points from them. It's one thing to honor other works or be inspired, but this movie just directly pulls unapologetically, adding nothing new. I think out of all the plot lines, the fashion designer and outcast ones had the most potential to work together, they seem to be the most in line with what this movie maybe wanted to be. The heist scene is generally just played for awkward laughs and is used more as something for the side characters to do and have others meet, thus making this feel most unnecessary. Joker, I feel, was the most obvious film this movie wanted to capture as far as spirit, and while it may be dressing up Cruella with pale white makeup and her claiming she is broken and unstable, none of that ever comes across due to it being so unfocused. Tonally, this movie has some serious issues as well. I always felt like it was just too afraid to take that extra step. Many times they would circumvent this with an out-of-place joke. Not gonna kill her, are you? It's not part of the current plan, but we might need to be adaptable. Certain no? If you heard, no it is. But ultimately though, Cruella never wants to make the title character feel truly evil. Films like Joker know what the end game is as far as character development, but make the journey interesting and sympathetic until you realize there is no saving the character. Though I mentioned earlier that the concept of Cruella being an anti-hero works for this film, you have to wonder if they went tonally darker in a Joker-like direction, we might have had a more interesting film. Especially now in cinema, we are looking for well-written and deep female characters. We don't always want characters we sympathize with. We want characters that are 
are shaped by the damages they suffer in life, and if they end up being evil, it's okay to hate them for what they became. I don't think this movie needs to be rated R or anything like that. A PG-13 rating is sufficient. They just needed to explore the darker themes a little more, and that would have made her anti-hero moments even more meaningful. The last bit of issue I have with the film is in the music department. When we see licensed songs used correctly, they can make an impact on a film, leaving the viewer a memory of the scene every time they tap their foot to a particular song. Cruella, like its plot, just can't stop bashing you over the head with its music selection. We get it. It's 70s rock punk theme. I don't need to hear a popular song from the era every two seconds for you to prove that to me. It all ultimately feels like background noise, and any scene that would use a song in combination with a set piece was just lost on me due to the overindulgence. I would have loved to discuss the movie's general score with you, but it's just never had enough staying power to come across in a meaningful way. I know Cruella is trying to make a statement by being loud and rebellious, but the soundtrack needed to be more selective in its playlist inclusions. Cruella is such a visually interesting movie, but it's also narratively uninteresting. If only the film was able to tighten up its story, then it would complement Emma Stone's amazing performance. The potential was here for a Disney live-action film to finally do something different and carve its own identity. It's funny to think that a film that was so obsessed with rebellious chaos and its message of being proud of who you are, they couldn't have played it more safe, which leads me to my final score. I'm going to give Cruella a C. If you need to talk about power, you don't have it. Well, I don't have it, which is why I need to talk about it, which is why I'm here. Am I going to have to catch you up a lot, or can you keep up? You're funny. This is the kind of Disney film that I could see developing a cult following over time. The energy and performance of Emma Stone alone foreshadow many a cosplay in the near future. If nothing else, we at least got a fun interpretation of a story we didn't even know we really wanted. Cruella may have a spotted approach to storytelling, but it would be cruel if we didn't acknowledge how stylish and fun this movie can be. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.